it. Alright, welcome to the Casey Catch-Up. Uh, I'll seem to be making a habit of this, but doing a podcast while driving in a car. Seems like a good use of our time. But um, today, I guess after the announcement that I'm um, working with Code Foils now, I'm here with uh, Code Foils... What are you even? What do you call yourself? Designer? <laughs> I don't know. I'm with Marcus Tardrew. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Code Foils himself. <laughs> so, Sounds good. Yeah, so... One third of... One fourth of... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he's the same fourth now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to basically just go through, I guess, the, the, the process of, of the design and stuff that is the reason that we're happy to be releasing what we are releasing, because there's been um, like a year worth of R&D that Ben, Marcus and Dan have been doing, involved CNCs, involved lots of... Fr- research on foil sections um, but yeah so we're going to go through all that and, and what, why the foil feels the way it does and why this foil the 850S why that's the first one we're releasing and I guess the story about that so Marcus do you want to talk us through how the design process started um, like what you were looking for I guess yeah, um, I guess I was looking for a wing that ideally I could do everything well on, as in everything I do is prone, wing, and downwind, um, and I, I really think a good all-round wing should be capable of doing those three things at a pretty high level. Um, and obviously a dedicated downwind wing might go faster. Depends what your goals are downwind. If you just want to surf downwind or um, go fast, and we're yeah we our our goal with the first wing was that all round wing. Um, easy, easy to use performance, I guess, was what I was hoping to unlock in a foil. Further, sort of intermediate to advanced rider, <laughs> and um, something really balanced. I didn't want it to be too front foot, and I didn't want it to be mega back foot. Like, yeah, there's probably obvious brands out there that are either way. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm gonna jump in there because I think yeah. we should talk about other brands. I think it does have like, there's, there's no like t- to me, Go Falls the most front footed. And I love that feeling when I was riding for go fall. And then I'd say lift, from what I've tried, has been super back-footed, just as it becomes stock. I know Zane tunes his to make it feel a bit more neutrally to, like, front-footed even. You can tune tune a foil to get that out of it. But yeah, the, the, the neutral feel, I think, is what, what, what I've noticed with the 850S. Um, but yeah... Sorry, I'd cut you off. But yeah, that, no, that neutral, that neutral <laughs> feeling. Is... Yeah, well, that was the goal. Um, and you, you can shim it to get other feels. I guess that was sort of the... To be somewhere there and then you can tune it to feel a little different either way. Yeah. Um, it's another foil that likes to be pretty far forward in the box, which I personally like. And I think a few of the other foils that were placed back in the box is sort of moving in that direction too. Um, yeah, interesting, like, for me, it's not that far off, like, the advanced views from Axis. Yeah. So, yeah, well, that makes sense, I yeah. think, um, when you look at the, the two designs. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I guess I like, the reason I like that feeling is because it's, it's kind of your pivot point if you think about what the foil has to turn around um, and we don't create drive in the same way we do with fins on a surfboard so I th- think it's nice personally I like having that pivot point further f- further under your legs rather than behind your 
back leg and it's just personal opinion and that's why some people might not like it and they'll like something else different you know I think feel like foiling is a very personal sport that you're gonna gel with something better than something else quite often um, and um, the other thing I was really looking for was stiffness in the setup not just the mast um, yeah I feel like little I didn't really want too many moving parts so fewer connections I reckon we must have sort of deliberated what direction we're going to go down as far as setup with the foil for yeah so long and it was so hard to choose but we eventually went with that front wing with the fuse connected into it coming to the conclusion that the the relationship with that front wing and mast needs to be really tight and stiff so no moving parts there, just the socket like you see with Lyft and F1, Cabrina, heaps of brands now. Yeah. Um, so like yeah. didn't reinvent the wheel at, at all. We sort of, which I guess was the beauty of coming into foiling now. We've sort of seen what works and what doesn't. And the pros and cons. Like, pros you and know, cons, like yeah. There's, there's so yeah, we kind of looked at what worked and what done and seen what we could improve in those things as well um, and our fuse yeah, every little part of the the kit was designed in a certain way even down to just having all the bolts along the bottom yeah just for rigging up you know make it easy why not make it easy I don't want one bolt on the top of the fuse and the rest on the bottom um, and durability obviously um, it almost went hand in hand with bulking up certain parts for stiffness you're going to get durability and um, ease of putting it together everything like I, I just wanted to make a foil that I wanted to use and rig up and yeah and when I say I, sorry, I probably should say we, like, there's more than me, it's not just me, um, but yeah, we, we all foil, and we've all been foiling for ages, and that's where, that's where we've landed, with what we've got, um, so when, I don't know if you'll put pictures or whatever over this chat, but, um, yeah, everything that you'll see with our set is on purpose, everything you feel is on purpose like the stiffness of it um, how connected everything feels I think is what I get from it um, and that's all from certain things in the design and I'm hoping that everyone feels it as well with some things we have to sacrifice maybe a more aerodynamic shape to get stiffness but we made that call um, and yeah like the fuselage in particular I guess is one of the ones one of the bits that is pretty beefed up it's chunky it's chunky and it's a bit squarer than some of the others and yeah I think it's all it's all cool it all works this is just our version I'm not saying other stuff's wrong but we wanted that to be very stiff very strong and that relationship to the front wing we wanted to be quite beefy and what it sacrificed in aero I think we gained in feedback from the foil which you kind of gained back that efficiency um, from the ease of riding high and things like that mm. no definitely I guess I've I've you know now used it probably four prone sessions now and like three wing sessions and downwind it at once and um, for a surf wing um, super not, not I guess fast isn't the best but it's just super efficient you know compared to what I have been using um, 
light is is like the foil itself isn't physically light. I wouldn't like the like the mast isn't super light. It's not as heavy as some of the other like I guess higher modulus like new like super stiff masts. But it's um it's not the lightest either. But the the foil like the aeroplane itself is is light. Um and the stiffness or like connectedness I guess I'd call it. It's like more than stiffness I feel. It's all really connected and that's that's the I guess the the beefier or chunkier sort of look to it. Like something that I noticed straight away when I looked at the foil, the whole setup was the mast at the bottom was pretty chunky. Like it was um, from this from the mast to the base plate was like there's a bit going on there. There's a bit of material there which which um Yeah, for sure. Which And I think also Yeah, I think that chunkier fuse it's a bit deeper. Um, it's squarer. It's got bigger shoulders on it than most. Yeah. And um so it's creating a lot of stiffness around that that join, the mast join. And that, that's what you're saying for like the benefit coming into the, you know, creating a foil setup now rather than having the stiffness and connectedness with the higher aspect wings matching to a mast that was designed a year ago or two years ago or three years ago. It's a huge benefit coming into it now with knowing what you've got to match it with foil-wise. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, the one thing that Downwind pointed out early on was how important the stiff mast was, and it's only really probably in the last year or so people have realised how important it is. But also foils have gotten more high aspects, so it's really shown the weakness in some of the flexier masts. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I guess, like, as the sport evolves and the foils evolves, then... So, so of the the rest of the setup that has to go with it, because it's probably under different stresses that we. Well, we're going faster. We're going faster now. Mm. We're using higher aspect wings, so the yeah. the load on the mast is more than it has ever been. Yeah, I guess if you take that the like the thirteen hundred, which is a, like such a good wing to learn to downwind on, it's that's such a massive span so we're going to put that under way more load than the foils that like me and you learned to downwind on yeah which were under a meter in span yeah so and and, and they were thicker like the foil section themselves were thicker yeah now everything's getting thinner mm-hmm. yeah so flexing the wings as well it's happening more it's going to be a thing <laughs> yeah so that's I guess that's why I guess I wanted to I think mean, that, that's a really that's a pretty big point of difference I, I found with, with the code stuff straight away even the way it goes together and um, something I love personally is, is the tail being on the bottom that's something that um, uh, I, I actually was lucky enough to test with Alex over in Maui when I was riding for GoFoil um, literally the same tail wing with a pedestal flipped one way or the other and I was able to test what I, what, what I personally liked better and what I found was with the tail on the bottom of the fuse, so, you know, close to the waters, the, the bottom of the, you know, the, the ocean <laughs> when you're foiling, it basically felt like you were making the most of the entire surface of the wing, whereas when, it's on top of the, when it was on top of the fuse, the wing itself was, it was like less surface area to push off because the fuse was limiting its efficiency. Um, and... Hello, Marcus. Like you sort of thought of it a different way. We chatted about it earlier. But yeah, the, the that didn't actually come into my head at all with the design. <laughs> um, but we went the. We tried a few things, um, and yeah, we the bottom mount I guess breaches less when you're banking hard or going down you know, a going huge through, wave. Yeah, and because <laughs> see Matt Davies breach the tail wing a bit, like on huge wild waves and his tail comes out and his front wing's still in the water so that's yeah 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 okay um yeah and then there's the angles of the tails and stuff and that's all stuff that we um figured out with prototyping 
on on the machine at home. Yeah, we should um, go and do that. Yeah. Uh, But the other thing is, like, you just wanted all the screws on the bottom too, right? That was... Well, if if the perform... If the performance was going to be better on top, we would have put them on top. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't, in our opinion. Yeah. For, for, like, for the setup, for our setup. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of feel that probably goes into what we do because we're all foilers and we do all the types. Um, so we still do the stuff on computers, you know, but... I don't think it tells the full story until you get it in the water. And it's kind of like maybe surfboard shaping where, you know, there's guys who design boats on computers and it tells you certain things, but there's different things going on when you're on a foil, when you are on a wave, whether you're on a surfboard, it's different to driving, to make, to designing a boat hull, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's the same with foiling because you know you got things like tip breaches and all sorts of strange stuff that are hard to mimic in a computer simulation. Yeah. So yeah, we were chatting about earlier, like if if um, if foils were so similar to like like aerop- like aeroplane like airfoils, if hydrofoils were so similar to airfoils then we'd probably all be using more or less the same thing. Or yeah, well, d- depending guess. on what, you know, what what you value, because everything's compromised. Mm. But there's, yeah, a, a hydrofoil is different to an airfoil because of tip breaches. Yeah, well, well yeah. It, even not so much the foil sections, but the plan shape and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, but that, I reckon that's what's cool about it. <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, well, and there's no right or wrong. Which yeah. is kind of cool too. That's right. Yeah. And that's the thing. What you do well somewhere, maybe it's sacrificing something somewhere else. It's the same with almost anything. So it's finding that happy medium, I think, for. And yeah, I guess, like, once again, it's. We've settled on something we love to use and might, might not be for everyone. Yeah, feedback's been good so uh, far from a bunch of different types of foilers but you know there's different conditions different styles of foilers different abilities so yeah it's probably all gonna be a different foil for each person yeah, yeah. And, and different conditions and all that but yeah um, I guess like for the 850s like what what did like what was that what, what do you reckon that's most similar to in terms of like size um, and like size wise like because you, you, you were using lift and axis before yeah so in terms of size what what do you see it close um, to because size isn't probably, always the best you know measurement because like a foil section or a yeah. area can change yeah I, I won't talk about size in area I'll talk about how it feels yeah um, and the foils I was using was lift just before code happened and um it feels like it's got it's got more lift than a 120 so it probably feels like a wing that would be placed somewhere between a 120 and a 170 maybe even a little closer to the 120 side of things but it's definitely got more lift and probably a little bit more bottom end um but it feels probably um, similar because it's going, you know, it's, it, it gets placed in a similar spot in the box to a lift, so you need a, a, a board that will accommodate that, you know, forward boxes, I guess, mm. which has kind of become the norm now. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, that, that was kind of... Um, the goal was to make a foil like the 120 I love and I could own a 120 and do everything I do with that foil which I thought was amazing and I'd never had that before I had a 120 I always had to have a downwind wing and a prone wing and maybe even a wing wing Um, so I was chasing that I guess that was 
that was a bit of a revelation for me when I got on the lift. And yeah. answering that question again. Yeah, so we're just talking about what 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 um what the 850s feels similar. Like, so people know feel-wise, and we're not going to talk sizes because I think sizes are misleading. Like span or area or cord depends on more than that foil sections and whatnot. But what, what does it feel like when you foil it? Like what's it similar to? And you were saying um, lift 120, but a bit bigger, basically. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So I was think. I think I said somewhere between a 120 and a one. 70, but more towards the 120 yeah. end of things. Um, uh, uh, Dan, who's in the company here, was using the 120, um, but he's probably a smidge heavy, and that this foil probably is just a bit more suited to him. Whereas I could use the 120 for everything, and um, so yeah, it's, it, it 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 has a little bit more lift, and yeah, as far as what about speed-wise? Do you reckon it's? Um, it's pretty similar. In it seems like it's in the ballpark of the 120 downwind. Yeah. Um, it's not really its intention. Uh, it's really fun to surf downwind, I think, because it has that. For, especially for people like Dan, it's a slightly heavy guy. Dan's 80. The same weight as me. He's a bit lighter than me. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but he's not for those guys, it's probably better because they can carve and have that bottom end to back them up. And um, yeah, for me, it's it's really good, and it, it's just a, it feels a little bigger than the 120 for me lift wise. Um, yeah, but it, we were sort of looking to build that wing that would be for the more the slightly heavier intermediate to advanced rider which is yeah, we're, we're happy with with where it is for that for me it kind of feels like I, it's in the ballpark of the 899 I guess or and I kind of group the 830 HPS in that same area um, which again is kind of like the GL the RS1000 from GoFor. Um, and what else have I used? The, not, the Lift 120 for sure. Um, I haven't used Unifall stuff much. I'm trying to think of what other brands I've used. The, oh, the Armstrong feels, I'd say, similar to the 925 in terms of like how it feels, like the, the conditions I'd use it in the surf. Um, but the 925 definitely goes um, faster but doesn't have the low end so like, I, I would stall out when I was trying out the Armstrong stuff I was stalling the 925 out a lot pumping between waves whereas I don't have that and same same with the 899 and mm, a little bit the, the 120 had a pretty good glide because if I was underpowered I'd stall out the 120 whereas I had a a, a, a pump out today and she went like near some dolphins they got some reverb from it was pretty cool I like I didn't hit a dolphin but like when they like kicked their tail I felt it's like a the, the turbulence that the dolphin was creating and I, I almost came to a complete stop this morning and then like pumped and I was like full porpoise pumping just funny because I was into dolphins um, and I recovered where I would have normally I, I would I expected to be stalled stalled like stalling out and dropping down yeah but I recovered from it which which I was yeah. super stoked on <laughs> it was like yeah, yeah. which yeah, is it was credit to the to low end be, uh, yeah it, it probably won't go as fast as the 925 or well, maybe will I don't know we haven't really been too focused on the speed of it it's our all round wing um, and yeah I mean like you're saying it's it's a good comparison and it doesn't mean it's better than those wings it's just different it has a different bottom end for sure but yeah if you were going to try and just do just try to k's under two minutes then you'd probably go then maybe possibly the 925 over it yeah but it depends what you want out of a foil yeah yeah it's not all about speed i think one of the things that i've noticed is the the um ability for it to breach like 
really, really well. Um, almost to a point that you feel like you're skimming along the top of the surface with the wing. And um, I was using the 75 centimeter mast. And um, when you know that when you get close to the surface and you get that gurgling feeling on, on, on foils I've used in the past, when you're there, it's kind of like too late to ever recover from that. Like it's yeah. kind of like, all right, <laughs> brace for impact. But because oh, the tips breach so well, I felt like even when you're close to the surface, it's still super stable. I'm not sure if that makes sense in the design aspect, but I, like I'm a, that's why I rely on Marcus for the design stuff I have for years for this Sonova stuff. And I just tell him what I like and he pieces it together. But the, the, the tips and, and just the stability of the foil in turbulence has been kind of mind-blowing to me, especially in the white water. Like you saw some I did some whitewater hits that I would never have ever, like, considered, but because of the confidence I got in the turbulence, it almost feels like it sticks and pivots in the turbulence, which, you know, that's not something you would normally... It's not a way you'd explain a foil in turbulence normally. You know, it's ducking yeah. bronco normally. And this is in, like, Western Australian, like, balmy juice. Like, it's... Especially today, it was pretty solid. Oh, it was like, like for foiling. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but like solid, like solid yeah, yeah. sections. It was like barreling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and it's as small as a lot of power. Sp- as small as Marg's gets, probably. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, it was, it was punchy. Though some of those sets today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the design aspects, like I guess one of the things I like to think about, and I've talked about the podcast before, like when you're designing a foil, what are you trying to achieve? How do you make something better? Like, what makes a foil the best or, or good? You know, what, what aspects are you trying to hit? And you, you've spoken about, like, the stall speed being relatively low. Um, we were discussing this earlier, and, like, I was I was chatting to Marcus last night, I think it was, and I was like, saying, I don't think foils have come that far in the last five years for, for foiling on a wave. Just surf, like, pure surf foiling, no pumping. And because, you know, we, I think we'd all agree that foils have got much better at pumping and the efficiency of a foil is huge. But the ability for, for someone to ride a wave um, to the best of their ability in terms of carbs, um, I think hasn't changed that much. And Marcus sort of said, well, think about this and maybe you can explain what you explained to me. So I think you kind of... <laughs> Put me back in my place. <laughs> oh, no. In a good way. Like, yeah, I, dis- I disagreed. I, I think yeah. they've come a long way because um, um, yeah, we brought up a few of the wings that we surfed in the past, and I don't think any wing really breached a tip well. Mm. Maybe three years ago. Yeah. Um, which I think is really important because when you surf hard, it's just going to happen. Yep. I mean, you watch any video with a really good foiler, even if they're using a longer mast. I don't even—I don't know what length Mr. Bennett's uses, but, mm-hmm. and but his tips are always out. You were using the short one today, and they're always out. Um, whether you mean it or not, it's going to happen when you surf. So it's nice that it doesn't make you crash anymore. Yeah, and my argument is always like, well, if you're breaching the tips, you're probably turning too hard for that foil itself. But for sure, especially with a shorter mast, a tip breach means you can turn harder. And there's no yeah. doubt about that. So yeah, and if you can turn harder and surf harder without fear of that. You can put the foil happening. in a more critical position, yeah. so yeah. 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 So, and I think it's even though it's one thing, it's a pretty major thing. Yeah. With surfing. Um, I guess the other thing on my argument for that was like think about like the original kite, for example, like yeah. the GoFall kite with the turned down tips. If you were breaching a tip, you were actually a long way past what we are now breaching tips because it was curved down. Yep. So if you were to actually breach that tip with the, the tips much lower mm-hmm. and to breach that tip, like, you, you're proper stuffed because yep. not only is, like, the middle of the foil will be out of the water as well, yep. whereas now foils are much flatter and that's why I think the tips are breaching more and better. But, um, yeah, that... Yeah, and you're all, you're, there's limitations yeah. as well, so you obviously can only bank over so far till your board's in the water and yep. your mast is fully out and stuff like that, so it's finding that 
that's, that was the, one of the bigger things for me, like, breach a tip but not lose stability. Until, yeah. until like, the last year or two, I hadn't really felt a foil that breached a tip and held its stability really well. Like, I'm, I'm not big on, like, the photos of people breaching tips because I think they're a bit showy. You know, it's like, how functional is that even? Especially, like, when it's flat water and they're, like, breaching a tip. It's like, oh, my God. Obviously, it's just, it's just, it's a photo. Or it's a, it's a cool video that, it is, it looks sick. But I'm like, yeah, but how functional is it? And I guess, it is functional because you can lean over harder. But maybe just use a longer mast and then don't breach as much of the tip out. And the reason I always did that was because there is instability when you breach too much of your tip out. It like gets wobbly to a yeah, point. For sure. Like there'll be conditions where you just have to use a longer mast. Yeah. Like winging quite often, you're going to have chop on the facey wave and stuff. So um, there's definitely. Yeah, I only use a 75, but you know, for winging, I probably wouldn't mind a longer one. Yeah. And maybe even prone when it's deep enough, which it usually isn't where I go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the cool thing is I can use a 75 and turn with the tips out, so... Kind of makes it feel like an 80. <laughs> yeah, well, if I didn't, if the foil didn't do that, I guess, like they didn't a few years ago, which is, I guess, more obvious for me living in WA where the shorter mask comes into play a lot. Like, now the foils that are, exist that do that well is a bit of a game changer mm. because... Not sit on the bottom and use a 75 mask, but still turn hard if we need to. Not that I really turn that hard on a pro, but on a wing all the time, I'm, it's the, the tips are coming out, and it's I like the noise it makes too. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you feel cool. You feel like a pro foiler. <laughs> <laughs> like all the photos. Yeah, right? like um, yeah. I'll be doing backflips in no time. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing I reckon, and, and this I can't disagree with, is like surf foils have gotten way better at um, whitewater rebounds. Like, I remember when I would try whitewater rebounds back in, you know, 2017 or 2018, it was like, you do it once accidentally, you're like, I'm never going near turbulent whitewater again. Um, and now, I'm like fully searching it out. Like today I was looking for those big sections. And trying to uh, rebound where people, um, like at the takeoff section, I guess. Um, and that's one of the major, that's what I found this 850S does really well. It's so stable, so I've said it like probably 10 times to you this trip. It's so stable in the white water, it almost feels like it pivots around the mast and the turbulence like doesn't affect the foil itself. Um, so that's pretty sick to me. I haven't done like I, I did like a floater yesterday. Yeah. Like through the white water, through like a breaking wave, and like almost came off the back of it, slammed back down and came back. Like it was <laughs> I've never done that before. Or felt that before. <laughs> yeah, I don't really prone foil with you that much, so I just was like, it probably does that all the time. So <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was when you Yeah, it was cool to hear your comments about how it felt through that. But I mean, that's also might only be applicable to five percent of foilers yeah. that that feeling so yeah um but yeah i mean it's going to be something that people are going to try and decide if they like it we probably talked it up <laughs> yeah good luck um yeah. but yeah, so yeah and, and i guess i feel like that comes from the stability of the wing and the stability of it in turbulence which is a, a wing tip breach yeah. like so that's stability in turbulence i feel because if a tip is breaching the wing is in turbulence and then if you're going in white water the wing's in turbulence too so and then same with the height. When you get high on your mast and your wings almost, you know, starts gurgling with water, that's turbulent too. So that's, I just feel like this 850 is really good at um, in, in turbulent water, which... Yeah, like reconnects. Yeah, reconnects well. Yeah, exactly. Like re-laminates or something. Is that the word? Yeah, I, I guess. Know. Yeah, like the water wraps around it again. Doesn't... Air bubbles don't stick to it. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah, that was just on a tangent about surf foils and what makes them good. <laughs> but let's um, let's go into the like the R and D process over the last year or so um, that you, Dan and Ben, have been going through. And like I know 
got a CNC machine. Do you want to go through that sort of stuff? <coughs> Pros and well, cons. Um, when we decided we were going to make foils, we got someone to make us. Our first foil was a tailwing. And um, we had a cut and figured that it was just going to be cheaper to buy our own machine. So we did. And it came in every single bit you could possibly imagine not put together. So we put that together over a few months, wired it up, then figured out how to use it. So that was a process in itself. <laughs> it's been a massive journey, but um, and then learning the, the like CNC in itself. Obviously, people do that for a job. So learning that was an experience. A lot of failure. Um, but we got there, and then we did all our prototypes on the machine um, before committing to getting moulds and samples cut in China, um, which was awesome because we could cut a tailwing and use it that day. And um, we, yeah, we did a bunch of tailwings and me and a couple of the guys in Perth use exactly the same equipment so we had the same board like I could swap I could get ready on one of my boards same as the board I was using same mast everything and just swap gear on the water with just a different tail and it was really amazing it was perfect and um just no other way to test really I, I don't think like in terms of yeah, and not having a single thing different. Yeah. It was awesome, and um, it was fun. It was hard work, but fun. And, yeah, I guess that's how we came to the to the foils that we'll be releasing first. Um, and um, the mast was um, designed, and we had the mould cut, and... Yeah, tested it all. Um, sorry, I'm just about to figure out where to push. This guy would Let us in. Just going to cut this Porsche off. <laughs> um, bounce Bay, that's us. And um, yeah, so we designed the the masks. Um, was was a little bit of a different approach, and we were going to commit to getting that made. China and and do that through trial and error with proper layups and everything done in pre-preg and in their ovens and stuff and yeah so that one came about a bit longer but we had the aeroplane figured out and fuse lengths which we we cut G10 fuses as well as tails and front wings and um, yeah ended up with the result um, we did all sorts of weird stuff like front wings out of and carbon G10 that had been split up with um, stringers in it, um, carbon layered unidirectional stringers to get to get it stiff enough for front wing um, forces, I guess. And um, yeah, three different length fuses, which we ended up deciding were the three that were needed for the range and um small medium large yeah oh short. shit there's ducks on the road <laughs> come on ducks dash them across get off the road <laughs> bloody wood ducks crazy we're in the middle of Perth <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, that's probably it. I was probably just arming and ahhing there at the end. No, it's just that was so fuses. And then what about and then um, tails, like size, ta tail sizes too. Yeah. Yeah, the tails was interesting because we yeah we did a bunch of different sizes once we found one that we liked and made sure that they worked in different sizes and and all that. Um, and we kind of came to a bit of a issue doing higher aspect thinner foils with the flex with G10. So we started bagging them in carbon which then obviously you lose a little bit of the um, exact design that you cut on the CNC but um, it made it stiff enough to use but still not ideal 
Um, so, uh, kind of enough to give you a feel of what was working. And but having a even the in. one that we are releasing was quite good in G10 because um, we've been working on already the next range of tails, which is yeah different. And um, but yeah, then when we got the carbon one, it was actually it was unbelievably different. It was exactly the same design, the stiffness in the full carbon tail. It was cool. It, it still had the same glide and um, like efficiency, but you you can feel the stiffness when you pump and carb, I guess, and put a little bit more load under it. So that was pretty interesting. And It's cool to understand the limitations of G10. Yeah, I mean, we didn't go to uni to design foils, so it's just been trial and error. But it's cool because that's how you learn, I guess. Um, and like we were saying, foils are different to other things because of the weird stuff they do in certain, at certain times. And I liked how you, we were chatting earlier, you were saying how like, like an aeroplane wing will always be under the same like uh, pressure, I guess. It's always in the air. So it's not half in water and half in air. Unless you're really low. You don't want to be that low on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If your wing on a plane goes in the water, something's going very bad. <laughs> Get out. Eject. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, that's been the process, I guess. That was probably a long explanation to no, us. See, and, see uh, that's what, I guess that's, a, that's super interesting to me. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It, it was very testing fast. <laughs> not having a clue how to operate a CNC machine and getting to the point where we could be confident enough to start cutting G10 and, um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, we'll be doing it forever now, hopefully, and, well, yeah, for sure, ever. Even if code doesn't work out, we'll be making our own foils. It's, that's our passion now, I guess. We want to make foils we can use. That's the whole point of the business. I guess but if we do that then hopefully other people will like using it too but not necessarily <laughs> um, uh, I, I just we'll thought see. of this question I haven't prepped you for this one but um, some of the conditions I hear you complain about usually involve a bit of seaweed yeah. so I guess maybe in the future you'll come up with something that a foil that can go through seaweed ribbon weed <laughs> yeah I don't know that one stumped me yeah. <laughs> what's this space yeah the weed yeah nightmare um, but it's, it is interesting some foils do foil through you know hang on to weed better than others I don't know if it's just that better bottom end or what but yeah I mean not that that's something that you're really designing a foil around um, it's probably a weed foil maybe that's something in the future I think there's something in that yeah. less span catch less weed do you reckon I don't know I don't even about it. I just go winging when the weed gets bad. The boys think that I'm, I'm, I'm not loyal, <laughs> but, on which I'm not. I, I, I love downwinding. It's still my what I'm most passionate about. But I'm not most passionate about downwinding with weed, so I go winging. Blast through oh, the weed. Yeah, you got an engine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's something we discussed. Actually, like something. But I'm stoked to be a part of like the R&D process obviously like heavily with code foils is that um the, the way to test foils like I think wings a good way to get a feel for a foil but it's different to um like surf foiling and downwind foiling in that like we're not we're not sailing when we downwind foil we're actually tapping into the energy below and generating our own speed from pumping or placing ourselves in a good position um, you know you see some brands talk about uh, having like you know America's Cup designing uh, foil designers but I don't think it's really that relevant to surf foiling or downwind foiling because we're not under power you know what I mean like it's it's a different it's a, it's a, we're doing different it's it's still a foil and it's a foil in the water, but we're not we're not sailing, I guess. And it's something well, I talk about with my like coaching, like 
people talk about, oh, the conditions were this and the wind was this strength. I'm like, yeah, but what was the size of the swell and what direction was it? And what period was it? Because the period of a, you know, of, of an ocean swell or, or a swell in a bay, wind swell in a bay, is far more important than wind swell, uh, than, than, than the wind strength, in my opinion. Because wind, the wind can be blowing 30 knots for two minutes, and it doesn't mean that there's going to be good good bumps straight away. Like, it takes longer than two minutes for, for a fetch to create good enough conditions. So, like, I guess what I'm saying is you can still downwind when there's no wind. We're, we're, we're down swelling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're down... We're going down the coast with wind and waves. We can, And we can still downwind without wind. Yeah. I guess, like, something to probably point out is, though, that those certain foils that are designed by certain people they'll be amazing with something like oh, for they sure. just will be different and we're talking a lot about downing because we're passionate about it um but oh, we've branched out on this podcast all we talk about is downwinding we talked about surf foiling heaps um yeah like and you know that those other foils will suit other things better um well you know they'll do something better that ours doesn't but we've we've designed around what we want to use once again and I'm sure that's where those brands who have gone down that path are designing foils for what they think is relevant and, and it doesn't make it right or wrong I just I guess yeah, my, yeah. my point was we're testing it in everything like I love testing stuff by flat water paddling it up because to me that is a completely controlled environment mm. where you've got flat water you've got your board you've got yourself you know what you can paddle up and I guess the variable is the biggest variable is probably your own fitness and strength, you know, in order to get it going. Um, but if it's flat water, it, like I said before, like testing stuff downwind is so hard to do because every single bump is different. And in a minute, like even when you're next to each other, it's different because you could be on a good bump and I could be on the edge of that bump. And if you're up higher on that bump and I'm lower on that bump, then therefore you're going to be going faster. So then you'll feel like your foil is going better than mine, even though it could just be the position that you are on the bump. Like maybe you're reading it better than me. Mm-hmm. So, but, but flat water is, it is uniform. You're controlling all the variables as, as best you can, I, I believe. And then, like I said, the best way to test downwind is swapping with someone out in the water in the same conditions. But even that's not perfect because conditions change very quickly. Yeah, well, yeah, and it needs to be tested over yeah, long time. hundreds of kilometres, yeah. <laughs> thousands even, to, to figure out the patterns, because like I said, just being side by side, change. Yeah. Um, but, but also what yeah. I was going to say, was like, we also test it by winging. Like, we're not, we're not discounting, we're not saying it's bad to be testing it under power, like under, under wing, like wave, or, sorry, wing power or, or tow, towing power or whatever it is, it's good to test all the different bits of it, but I think... Um, I put the biggest emphasis on what I'm doing, which is downwind falling and surf falling mainly. And even when I'm winging, I'm, you know, I'm free winging or flagging, so I'm still surf falling more than than anything else. Yeah. So it's to yeah. me. I think this discussion we had off camera was, I was just saying how I really like the people involved so mm-hmm. far we're all in such different places like I prone today but I haven't proned in ages because I live in Perth so I wing heaps so it's cool because I do a lot of testing on the downwind and wing you and you and Ben will do a lot of stuff prone um, so that's it's cool you know it's not just me and Dan in WA testing stuff that way um, not like just wing and downwind because obviously the prone is so important to us and I would love to do more of it, I just can't. Um, so, yeah. You might need to get some more wake thieving, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, How do you reckon the 850 a dog start? I haven't done it, but Belly, uh, mate of ours, Belly has. Yeah? And he, um, he said it was different. Um, it's He didn't test it back to back with anything, but. He dock started, no problem. He is a freak. Yeah, I was so. going to say, that's impressive. Yeah. Well, he dock starts at 925, which is probably not something that most people do either. That's so. almost, that's, that's actually more impressive. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's just awesome. Yeah. So, um, it probably, I didn't even, it was like asking you how a board went. I didn't take much from it. I was like, yeah, he's good, so what he thinks probably isn't relevant to the he's majority skillful. of the population. He's skillful enough to make it work. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I think it'll be fine, but I, I would say in general it wouldn't be great and you'd be looking towards a bigger size, mm. um, which hopefully wouldn't be too far away. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess what's the plan in terms of the range? Because obviously there's just... Only really one yeah. foil at the moment, and this yeah, step us through that maybe. Yeah. Um, oh, the molds are getting cut for the other sizes, so it's just really a waiting game. Yeah. To get them. Big, bigger, and smaller coming. I guess is yeah. Is all yeah. we can really say. Don't want to under promise, over achieve. I think is the best, the best way to be. Yeah. Oh, we're so new to this in every way, like the business part of it, dealing with factories and stuff. So. We've got a. We've already got a really awesome relationship with the factory, and it's just a matter of, um, you know, making sure that the shops that end up getting involved, we can release um, at a certain date where everyone releases the same time, and you know, we've got enough stock to do all that. So, yeah, release dates are something that we're not going to talk about right now. Mm. We're figuring out as we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a definitely a bunch of foilers <laughs> that have created a foiling business not a bunch of businessmen that have created a foiling, foiling business, business yes yeah. it's probably the best way yeah. to describe what's happening so far feeling it out yeah yeah so Which it's um has its pros and cons no doubt yeah it keeps it exciting that's yeah. for sure well we've just rocked up home so i think that's a little insight into the 850 and the design and the R&D process. So, yeah, thanks, Marcus, for getting on camera. I know you love it so much. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm training him up. He'll get used to this. But, um, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening. And, yeah, check out for Code Foil. Check out Code Foils because it's, um, it's something that is new and exciting for, for us especially. So, yeah, thanks for listening and... Anything else you want to say, Marcus? Um, no, not really. I just think uh, give it a go if you can. Yeah. If you don't like it, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> right, if any shops want to get involved, hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> you know where to find us. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. And if anyone wants to have a give them a, give them a go, we're going to try to get some demos out and about. But again, no promises on where and when and what time of year. But we'll be floating about with stuff for people to try. So, yeah, stay tuned. There'll be plenty more coming. <laughs>